I'm not I'm not going to play it ever again this week. Um, I'm taking a permanent break till Monday, and I'm never going <laughs> to touch it again. <laughs> And welcome back to the Refactor Podcast, the show where we try and help ourselves and you suck just a little bit less each and every day. My name is Frank Cole. And from the brink of sanity, my name is Chris Tonkinson. Oh, I guess I forgot. I'm recording live from the uh, basement of the Ivory Tower. Uh, still Frank Cole. And this is episode 110, recorded on August 4th, 2023. After a brief break, a little interlude. After a after a brief break for vacations and shenanigans, and I, for my part, just an incredible amount of Factorio. I, I cannot recommend this game highly enough. <laughs> oh my God, uh, we have been, look. We have you've brought we this have up been before here. many times. Now. I have, I have, I have brought up at least at least once. I think maybe twice. Um, it's just for, I don't I don't know anybody with an engineering mind that is just not tickled with this game. So it's it's just your. I mean, it's 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 a sandbox building kind of management style game. So like modded Minecraft crossed with SimCity or Transport Tycoon, um, but in a way that's really, really cool. Um, and there's a whole bunch of different ways you can play and stuff you can do. So the base game, uh, the like vanilla game, it's, and the reason I say that is because it's, it's really heavy in the mod community. Uh, like APIs are first, like first party APIs. They, they actively encourage mods. Um, it's a huge community there. Um, and there are like little quality of life, like any other game with, with mods or add-ons, right? There's quality of life and then there's like balance tweaks and there's like also like major overhauls. And so when you play the base game, the, the long and short of it, the mechanism of progression is you 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 have to automate things. The whole game's about automation. So you build these science packs, right? You build manufactories to create science packs. And then that unlocks new technology in the tree that allows you to build more manufactories for more advanced science packs. Mm -hmm, and eventually mm -hmm. your goal, you you crash land on this alien planet and your goal is to launch a rocket, right? That's when you win the game. And so in order to do that, there are seven sciences that you have to build in the game in order to, six are required to launch the rocket, then there's like an end game science you can get. Very fun, very addicting, awesome game, recommend it to anybody who likes engineering, and I promise you, you will lose jobs and marriages and homes and cars over it because it just, it's, it's just entirely <laughs> intoxicating. It's engrossing. It's, it's absolutely, they don't call it Cracktorio for nothing. So, uh, so, so, and the base is just, it's just infinitely fun. And there's like, there are, you can build circuit networks. You have like logic, uh, little logic combinators that you can send signals and compare. So you can actually, it's Turing complete. You can actually build computers and people do, um, but it's just, it's very, very fun. And then you get to the overhaul mods, which okay. like, like, okay. So, so like the world speed running record for Factorio is like hour and a half, two hours time frame, Right. And these are speed runners. These are guys that spend 50 minutes just finding a map seed that works for them. Right. And have blueprints for all this, like know exactly like have practiced like that's your, that's your upper. Yeah. That's your, I mean, th th this sounds like your classic speed running type of type of stuff. Right. Exactly. Just right. Exactly. Optimizing to the hilt, min maxing. Yes, yes, absolutely. We don't need that. We're not going to build it. Um, and then, uh, but your average, like if you want to set your average game to like a 40 hour game, 
right? A comfortable pace, 40 hours to, from crash land to rocket, right? Mm-hmm. If that is your benchmark, if you take that as axiom that it's a 40 hour game, uh, and a, by the way, the, the joke in the community is like, well, that's when the tutorial ends because then there's a post game, there's a seventh science, and then you just scale the, the whole game. The, the real, the real meat of it is trying to figure out how many science you can produce because there are some technologies at the end of the tree that are infinite research like you can keep doing them mm, and they yeah. like every time the cost of it doubles and so it's almost the, like so the prestige from exactly from, from other games. exactly so so the goal then is is in the end game uh to build a mega base right so you're trying to figure out how many science you can produce and consume per minute and that's that's kind of the the end anyway so if you take his axiom that the, the base game, vanilla game is a 40-hour game i just finished an overhaul mod called space exploration 530 hours oh my gosh you spent 530 now, hours in it knowing no over Lord. a long period of time yes because you know how much i game right this took me a very very it's long usually, time to yeah, it's not much you've been talking about this um, for many years now for oh for for, for decades I, since the 60s i've been talking about this it's, it's absurd <laughs> it's disgusting how long it took that, that's, um, that's an odd knowing what i know time. now i could probably cut that like by a half or even even two-thirds right it's sure. probably probably 150 hours if you you know move really quickly and know what you're doing 150 200 hours is, but in the base game you've got these six plus one sciences in space exploration there are 28 of them and in the game you land on a planet it has a set number of resources there's like iron and copper and stone and right you do your mm-hmm. thing and then in space exploration now there are other planets in your solar system and you launch rockets and you can go to them and they have exotic resources and there are more advanced processing chains and interaction. All, I mean, it is just amazing. I'm highly recommending it to, to one and all. Um, <laughs> and then your goal, eventually you build spaceships and then, and then that's like the, the, the win con for the game is, is to build a big spaceship. Um, okay cool but it's just like you took this you took this game and people people have spent thousands of hours just mega basing in the base game just playing that or speed running mm-hmm. and then this space exploration mod i mean it's and by the way it's not even the most complicated it's not even the biggest or most complex overhaul mod that there is right it's it's like it is among the pack of like seconds right there's a there's a first there's a there's one mod that just I, I, the completion rate, the people that start that versus finish it, it's got to be like 0.01% uh, <laughs> because it's like you have to go and you have to you have to smelt metal to build a rake to get the silicon from the beach to smelt it to make it like it's it is literally it is that crazy. Um, but of the like sane overhaul mods, space exploration is pretty popular and it's really, really good. And the idea like these, these guys, I think they did like an Indiegogo like 10 years ago or something. And they finally released the game uh, three, four years ago, like at their 1.0 or whatever they called it. Um, but it's just amazing to me because there was some kerfuffle because, oh, they raised their prices, right? It was a $30 game and now it's a $35 game. And, and gamers everywhere were raging out because yeah. how could you raise this game has been out for a while? How could you raise the price? That doesn't make it. It should go down. And, you know, but they have, if they've sold half a million copies at $30, then they have more money than anybody, blah, blah, blah. And all that, you know, like the late yeah. stage capitalism oh, complaints creep in there. And it's, you know, it's fine. It's I, always not, a vocal uh, minority though. I'm sure the vast majority of people could yeah, give, yeah. don't care two rips about. But every, you're, you're talking talking about this like group of engineering 
engineering-minded autists and you're making a claim, you're making like an accusation against the thing that they find more engrossing than, than life itself and then saying it's a bad value proposition and the retorts <laughs> this are like, oh, great. Well, what do you do in your free time? Because if you calculate the number of like dollars per hour of enjoyment and then, you know, comparing that to going to a movie or playing any other game that doesn't last thousands of hours or, you know, anything that's just, yeah. it's absurd. Yeah. Um, but the idea of this company, they, the, the point I'm trying to, the, the point I ultimately, yeah, I want to talk about factor. It's very fun. I recommend it, obviously. Um, by the way, play vanilla a couple of times, like launch yourself a couple dozen rockets before you try something like space exploration. Otherwise you just, your head's going to get blown off. Um, the idea that this company say we got a good game and a lot of a lot of this is not the only game that has like a modding scene right recognize that um but the idea that a company like this uh it's not an open source game right they they built it for profit they had a kickstarter and indiegogo whatever and they built it and it was fine um and they're doing okay but the idea that they made their apis open they published them they open up the mod portal. They went through all this effort to enable people to take the because so many people they have they have their idea and it's sacred, right? Like, oh, I have my my idea. This is this is this is my thing. They need to protect it and build a modern wall around it and all of this kind of stuff because it's pristine and nobody else's ideas are good enough and, and you want to tarnish it. Um, mm -hmm. but this mindset that, like, hey, we built a cool thing, but maybe you can do better. Right. And then opening that up and and making the APIs again, like a first party, like first class citizen and encouraging them like the, the opening menu has a mod button right on it, right? It's front and center and then making changes and encouraging that and engaging with the community. I'm thinking and it like just in my own head, I'm thinking that the modding scene for this game is what made it. It's not the fact that it's a fun game and it's got cute graphics and it's, it's a, you know, a curious little uh, place to waste time. But the fact that you actively said, hey, maybe you can do better. To me, it shows like a, a, a confidence in your technology that it can that it can withstand the full force of the Internet throwing code at it. Right. <laughs> um, uh, and their engine is very, very stable. Uh, but then like the idea that. You're saying this is a neat thing, but I'm sure we can do better. And that like the attention that that's got, like, I'm sure that Factorio, it would not be nearly as popular if it didn't have the mods. It would not be anywhere near as popular. Like is they one company can't, and this is the point, their game is not open source. Some of the mods are, some of them aren't, but it's that same ethos, right? It's that same like mentality um, where I don't win by keeping the cards close to my chest. You know what I mean? Like, let's mm -hmm. all participate. Ideas can come from anywhere. And they've even hired, like the guy that did space exploration. And by the way, it's, it's not released yet. Space exploration is far from like complete. Um, the mod author has even, it's like point, like 0 0.7 or something, 0 0.6, mm -hmm. 0 0.7. The mod author has even said like, oh yeah, the next, next rev might be next year or something. And I have all these ideas for crazy stuff to do. Um, the company then went and hired that guy as a concept artist. They're doing like an expansion pack that's coming sometime. Um, they gave the guy a job uh, yeah. because they liked what he was doing in the modding community. And so we want you to work for us and also great, pretty, right? Yeah, pretty common. So is this the yeah. first time? I'm curious. Is this the first time you've run into this with a with a game before? Because this is actually a pretty this is a pretty well known route. Um, no, it's a it's a well understood mechanic. But I, the point the point of being like, okay, how many other games would not be what they are without the add ons? Oh, like, would WoW have kicked off 
without the ability without the ability to add vent and all the, I forget what the add-ons are called, plugins, whatever. Uh, well, they, um, they call them, they call them add-ons. Uh, there's, there's a mod, there's a, yeah, you can modify inter, the interface effectively is, is what you're is Right. What you're doing but it's sort of like a third party, like mod manager. Right. Yeah, and they, so they expose that, API hooks and you can integrate to, yeah. Yeah. Into but I, the, that's kind of what I want to get to. Like, do you, do you think that wow would have become what it is or gotten to where it was Without, if, if it was locked in, you couldn't change it. It was Call of Duty, right? You couldn't, you couldn't change a thing. Do you think it gets to where it is? Uh, I'm, I'm, th- I mean, I'm honestly asking curiously. Yeah, I, I think WoW's a, we could talk about it. Uh, cause yeah, that's, that is, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a WoW regular, but, um, I, I actually think that's a bad example for this because. You think? Yeah, I do <sighs> because WoW, WoW add-ons are, are like, Okay, so hold on a second. Let me answer the question. Would it be what it is today without add-ons? I think it could be. I don't think because the add-ons themselves, they are they're just facilitating the interface. You're just changing quality of life. Like yeah, it, it's it, and it's it's not changing the game inherently. You're not making mm-hmm. so so. Yes, I think it actually could be. Uh, and there's actually a case to be made that the. Um, the level of flexibility that the original authors gave to modders in in the things that they could modify and the things that they could show and track and see has actually been detrimental to the game at this point because uh, it has reached a point now where when the developers are designing uh, new content. They have to notably, design around things that are You have to design around the knowledge yeah. that somebody's going to build this mod to do this thing. And so now, and this is the part, and, and I know this because I play the high-end content. Now, some this stuff is complicated as hell. And now it's not, you can just show show up and play the game. You have to, you have to get this add-on. You have to configure it this way. You have to do mm-hmm. all of these prereqs. It's, 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 it's a bad place. I I actually don't like it. And I think that that's actually detrimental to the game. So I was actually going to move to a a better example, which I think is valve. I think valve is, has done, uh, has taken this model to the hilt. Um, half-life. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, the number of games that spun out from half-life, uh, because of its exposure, you know, the, the way that the engine was exposed to end users. Um, Team Fortress 2, Team Fortress spun out from that. That was a mod originally, um, although that wasn't originally a, ha- a Half-Life. The nerds will get me on this one. That wasn't originally a Half-Life mod. That was a uh, Unreal Engine mod. I can't remember. Um, anyway, Team Fortress, though, a big one. Counter-Strike is by far the biggest one. Everyone yeah. know about that one. And you could make a claim that Counter-Strike is the is sort of the grand poobah of of most shooters as we know them today. You know, the 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 tactical shooter, the notion that you've got to play really smart and really with cover because you know one or two hits and you're done. Um, yeah. So uh, there, they also had this thing called Gary's Mod, uh, which was just this open sandbox. Gary's Mod, yeah, with two R's. Gary's Mod. Uh, it was just this open sandbox that just pulled in all the assets and you. Like you could animate them and build machines and it's not even, use the physics engine. Much, it's not even a game. It's, it's not a game. literally a sandbox. Yeah, right. Like, you could argue that that was a precursor to Minecraft. I mean, Minecraft yeah. sort of, kind of borrowed from that a little bit. Yeah. Um. So, so I think that um, 
you know, that those are, those are good examples of, of companies that really like would not have, I think valve is like the quintessential one that would not have been as successful if it hadn't been for the mods. And then they, they've actually doubled down even further on it. Cause now they've got their, their in-game stores with content. You can create assets for the game. So, uh, you know, game skins, weapon skins, uh, in team mm-hmm. fortress two, they have this big thing with hats and, you can design them and get them approved and then they can be sold in game and used in game and you get a cut of that. I mean, that's, it's the same, it's the same kind of idea that everyone participates. It's a little bit of a different angle to it, but it's the same idea. Um, And so, yes, I think that that supporting that kind of thing absolutely extends the longevity of a game. I, I mean, Team Fortress 2 came out in, God, uh, when did TF2? That's kind release? of old now. It's, it's 2007. TF2 is kind of old now. October 10th, 20, 2007 is when it came out. It was part yeah. of the, it was part of the orange box that, uh, it was the original compilation. You got that and, um, uh, Half-Life 2. It was a, that was a, that was mm-hmm. a good pickup. Um, it's, it has since gone, I think it's free to play. I think Team Fortress 2 is now free to play, but um, they just got, they just had an update to that game. It's all, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy how long, you know, it's, that game is what, 16 years old? I mean, it's, it's. Uh, that game can drive. And, it, and it's still, and it's still getting updates and it's, and people are still playing it. And, uh, and it's because of the community's ability to actually take ownership of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then the, you know, the, the inverse argument though, always leads to, I, I think pretty gnarly places. And I think the, the negative of that is companies like, um, EA, uh, who, who does electronic arts, uh, they are, um, they're the ones that do all of the, all the sports games, EA sports. And so they have, there's a new sports game every single year, like mm-hmm. every year. And so there's yeah. actually no interest. There's a net negative disinterest in modding because well, I don't want you to mod it. I just want you to buy the next one. Buy the new <laughs> that's, one. That's yep. all I care about is you buying the new one. Um, and it's almost like a subscription without actually being a subscription. Uh, yeah. Call of Duty falls into the same boat. There's a new Call of Duty every single year because they, for the same reason, but the only way they pull that off because the Call of Duty games are a little more involved uh, than I think the sports games um, in terms of development effort that you can't, you don't carry as much forward. There's, there's new, there's new story and things like that. But anyway, uh, call of duty, they have two different um, there's two different uh, shops. There's two different publishers that publish games under call of duty and they alternate. So one no, year it's yeah. one company and then Ping the pong. other year it's the, it's the other company. Um you know, uh, what developers, uh, I'm, I'm Googling. One's Activision, right? Uh, yeah. And then, uh, Treyarch. Treyarch is the name of them. Yeah. Um, uh, do Call of Duty. There's, there's two of them. Oh, Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer. I think Treyarch. it was Infinity. As I recall, I thought it was Infinity Ward and Treyarch. I think were the two originals, but they've, they've done mergers and lots of, lots of studios have done stuff on them. Um, let's see here. Treyarch did a, has done quite a few of them. 
Infinity Ward is the other one that I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, Raven Software. Um, and actually, Activision Blizzard is in here too. I think it might be Activision who does it. I played, I didn't get into COD until Modern Warfare 2. I got into that pretty deep at one point. I never got into them because I saw what was, ha- I, it, it, I tried the first couple of them. Yeah, okay, it's cool. Um, I, I don't get really deep into, into shooters generally um, with the exception of Team Fortress because that was the first one that I really played and then Team Fortress 2 came out and I went ham on that. I love Team Fortress mm. 2. But I, but I quickly saw what was happening with the Call of Duty. They, they were just finding a developer to publish a new one every single year. So they're just pumping these games out. It's, it's, it's just this... Yeah. It's just this factory line of new crap that you have to then purchase and you have no ability to actually own and mod and, and play with. Yeah. And so you're, so, so your games like Factorio games, like um, the half-life series games, like um, try, let me think of another one. Uh, now I'm looking at my steam library. See what else. Um, oh, the Witcher series is a good example of something that's slightly different. The Witcher um, especially Witcher Three Wild Hunt. There's a whole bunch of mods that went into that. You could you could mod the hell out of that thing. Um, like those will always have a longer, far longer shelf life than anything that doesn't give users that level of access and flexibility. So, uh, well, I haven't been playing Factorio. I have. Uh, I picked up the new um, the new Legend of Zelda: The Tears of the Kingdom first switch oh, yeah i've um, seen some of the i've seen videos of the rube goldbergian contraptions oh my gosh <laughs> yes um they mm. I, I remember reading somewhere that the, the team after the, the they basically they had to cap themselves on breath of the wild because they had so many ideas and they just wouldn't stop coming and they just had to say no we're just going to stop we'll build a second one and basically the second one is all the ideas that they didn't do in the, well, the first stuff one. that they couldn't do in the first one. And, right? and there is a ton. There's a ton of stuff in the new one. The way that you, you can fuse weapons, your, your shields, your, 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 um, your swords, your, your arrows, you can fuse all the random items that you get onto those things. And they all have different effects. Like it's all yeah. kinds of crazy stuff. The level of depth is, is insane. And so I have been playing that and, and really, uh, really enjoying that. Building the machines to, to fight monsters is, is really satisfying. Unfortunately, they made a lot of the monsters, they gave a lot of the monsters the ability to basically dis, uh, despawn the machines oh. that you build. So you have to do it. You got to be really precise. And, and uh, I'm kind of on the fence about that. Like, I get it. You don't want me to be able to, like, deploy this machine and then kick my feet back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, okay, I get that. However, I spent all this time yeah. building this thing. I I, I want to see this machine kick this monster's ass. That's that's what I want to do. So either, either uh, don't let uh, me bring it in or let me. Yeah, don't just nerf it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, so I've been playing. I've been playing that. Um, and uh, I mean that doesn't have the modding that you know we're talking about, but it's 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 so big. Like, it's just so huge. I mean, there's still new content coming out from Breath of the Wild. People doing random new stuff and finding mm-hmm. glitches and all that insanity. Um, so yeah, it's um, that's been a that's been a fairly that's been a fairly fun ride. Well, I should say it was because I was using an early version of the game, which um, had 
some duplication glitches. If you never played the first one, um, it's a massive collection machine. Like you got to find tons of things. You got to kill tons oh, of monsters yeah. to get tons of things to be able to do all the stuff and find all the things. And the uh, earlier versions of Tears of the Kingdom had uh, some glitches that allowed you to duplicate a lot of the items so that you didn't have to waste a ton of time um. going around hunting. Now, you can go back and forth. Oh, is that cheating? Is it not? From I say it's not because I found one and then I duped the others and it was easier. It was less time consuming for me. You know, given my compressed availability, yeah. this was really nice. I could pop it in. I didn't have to worry about sinking the hours to go find all of this crap. I could just mm -hmm. find it once and then I could just do the things. I was okay with that. I am morally and ethically okay with that. Unfortunately, my son accidentally updated the game. All of my duplication glitches are now gone. Uh. So I have to either go find new ones, which I found some things. Or what's probably going to happen is I'm going to go, this sucks. I don't feel like wasting my time and I'm going to stop playing, which is, mm -hmm. I'm, ugh. There's no, this is Switch, right? This is a Switch. <clears throat> and yes, because it's Nintendo and it's like, they're super highly you can't opinionated. I can't un-update, right? Exactly. Yeah. Switch, by the way, if you ever go to buy a game system with like kids in mind, you would think Switch would be the one. And in terms of games, yeah, it kind of is. Unfortunately, Nintendo has a very crappy um, family uh, concept. Oh, it's abysmal. It's, it's abysmal. awful. You can't actually, I can't buy the game once and play it on all of my Switches that have my user no. account. Oh, no, no, no. You got to have two copies or mm -hmm. or I have to be playing something else. Um, yeah. You know, and so you end up doing these games where you put the machines into airplane mode so they're not connected to the network and then you're, or you're forced to get copies, uh, physical copies because if you have a physical copy versus a digital download, like it doesn't have the same yeah. restrict. Like it's just stupid. But yeah. at Xbox, as I understand it, Xbox doesn't have this. You can, you have your Xboxes. If I have three Xboxes in my house, I buy one copy of Call of Duty. I can multiplayer those three Xboxes on that single copy of Call of oh. Duty. What, I remember. Why? why can't we do that? Like it, I, I remember we bought the Switch and just figuring out how to work the parental controls, like the interface around that. It was just it's a, it was yeah. maddening. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't know what it would even to do. I'm like, all right, well, this is the account, and that's not the account, and then this doesn't work, and then, I mean, it was it it was Byzantine to, is, to get that set up. This is my this is my premi, primo complaint about Nintendo generally. They are always conceptually a generation behind on, uh, on what, how would I describe it? The technical infrastructure of the game systems. They build amazing, like they build great games and they build great game systems. I think switch is in terms of like a package is, you know, it's mobile and it's on your TV at the same time. I mean, except, except can I complain? I don't like the paddles. The paddles suck. <laughs> I use, right? the regular, I use the, the pro controller. I use that one. I, I don't, the I don't pro use controller. The, I don't use the little, I don't use the little switch things that you can pull off of the screen and then pop into yeah. it. It's too small for my hand. It's perfect for mm -hmm. kids, but it's way too small. Well, it's for really my hand. small. That's not my problem. It's the lag. Uh, we, I got a, really? uh, you I don't have any you lag. Could, uh, I bought like a, like a um, Mario brothers. Right. Okay. Uh, I guess there's like some emulation package. You can get Mario Brothers on the Switch. So I got Mario Brothers and the, the lag, you couldn't even play Mario Brothers. The lag was so bad. Or I, hmm. I you know, uh, Mario Kart with my kids. It's like, it's terrible. I, maybe it's just my unit. I don't know. I, there is a noticeable PlayStation hmm. doesn't have that issue. 
right? I, Xbox doesn't have that issue. I've I never have not had, had any lag with consoles. the. Have you tried more than one controller with it? Just to yeah. Break? Okay, so multiple yeah. controllers. It could be a problem with your unit. I don't have any lag issues, but you said you were playing. You said emulation, so you're playing like old school side scroller Mario, which mm-hmm. may be a lot Mario much. Brothers, like yeah, like OG, like mm-hmm. like the original. Okay. Uh, but even that with some of the, with some of the newer games, I've kind of noticed the same. Yeah. I haven't had that problem. I haven't had that problem. My, my, uh, I I just feel cheap and the batteries don't last that long. It's yeah. yeah, I don't play with those things. The pro controller has decent battery life. I'm not seeing the lag. I think that's more of a U issue. No, for Mm -hmm. me, it's, it's this, it's this other stuff. Like every, all the other consoles switch to CDs. Nintendo's like, nope, I'm sticking with cartridges for at least, <laughs> yeah. you know, another generation and a half. And uh, now everybody else is digital. They're just going to cards, right? And, and, and <laughs> like, yeah, now they're digital. And there's, they're still, I mean, they're still, they, they, they sort of, they did discs, but they kind of did it and hated it, you know, because you had the, the um, GameCube did discs. GameCube was, was, was those tiny, it was the those little mini ones. It was those little so ones. Like, what is this crap? And obviously it was so that you couldn't, um, they didn't want you um, copying. It, it was, a, it was nothing an named cube. Effort. Nothing named cube ever works. Nintendo did it. Nissan did it. They're all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Rubik's did it. That thing is infuriating as hell. <laughs> Not no cubes. Um, Heckin' Rubik, man. If I ever find him, I'm going to punch him on the nose. <laughs> I hate those things. The only way to solve it is to take the stickers off. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, um, uh, the, I think the world record for that is like three seconds or something like it's that. Absurd. It's, it's absurd. It's absurd. It's insane how fast some people can do that. So, uh, so they're always, a, they're, they're always, they always seem to be a generation behind. So they do those little discs and then they finally did big discs with the Wii and, and, but they didn't want to do, then it was, okay, we're doing discs, but you still need, you know, the, the, the save cards and the save cards were being moved into hard drives and then onto yeah. the cloud. And they're like, nope, we're not doing any internet. And like, you know, we will do internet under duress. And like the, the hoops that people had to jump through to get networked. Um, this was, this is still a big thing for super smash brothers melee. There's a huge today. Even there's still an audience for that version of smash brothers, super smash brothers melee yeah. for the GameCube. And you had to go through all of this rigmarole and use this, this, this hacky third-party software to make it go on the internet. And Nintendo actually was cracking down on some of the, on, on some of the uh, formal competitions because they were doing it remotely. It's like, man, you want to talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. Like, just stupid, stupid stuff. Oh, that's what I mean. Like, like actively, like just if that's where the community wants to take you, figure out how to make like, that part it, of your model. Like, right. Like it, there's a way to well, do at that. At least just let it happen off to the side. Yeah. Not every- the, the way that they shoot them. Yeah. The, they, they, you know, no. Nintendo is far more litigious about co- their content on, no. on like uh, YouTube and, and things like that. People, they it just really stupid Stupid decision making, I think. Well, anyways, going back to where, where, I, where I was going with this, you were talking about the parental controls. Well, like, you know, okay, now they connect to the internet, but they're all janky ass about it. Like they can't, you yeah. know, like they're, they're still just, they're always just not quite, not quite there. Just can't get up to date with it. Can't quite do it. Can't quite do it. So yeah, anyway, 
So Tears of the Kingdom was fun. I don't know if I'm going to keep playing it now because now it's now it's going to turn into a slog because I can't downgrade I am, it. Yeah, that's that's a that's a bummer. It is that's a, a bummer. real bummer. It's a big bummer. I tell you what, I'm 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 off of Factorio now. Uh, oh, oh, you I, kicked I the sauce. I'm off it. I'm 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 worn out. I'm beaten down. Dude, this game it was so. And again, you know, curse of knowledge. I go and do it in a third of the time now, but. Um, the end was really challenging. There were like multiple independent, really challenging bits, like stacked up final boss, like, you know, at the mm-hmm. end. Um, and it just, it just really, by the end of it, you're just, you're sap. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to play it ever again this week. Um, I'm taking a permanent break till Monday and I'm never going <laughs> to touch it again. <laughs> <laughs> Next time there's a, there's another there's another mod that's uh kind of overhauly that's that's often paired with space exploration so next next run I'll add that and maybe a couple others for flavor. <laughs> I'm shocked shocked to find that gambling is going on in here. Yeah. Who's your winning, yeah. sir? It's can I have some more? <laughs> uh so, some science news that I, I I'm surprised I'm bringing up that you aren't Science news. Have you heard it. about this superconductor LK99? LK99. Yeah, room You've, temperature superconductor. If it's true, which I haven't true. seen anybody independently verify it. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, was it a copper copper potassium? I forget what it is. Um it's copper based LK99 room temperature superconductor which is copper I, lead phosphorus and oxygen. Copper lead. Yeah. If if like big if true, right? Big um, if true. Definitely definitely true if big. If if that is confirmed, I think that will be. Oh, that could be. That, I mean, that's the. I mean, that's probably that will the rival. Like anything. that will rival gravitational wave discoveries for the discovery of the decade. Oh, is, I mean, that is just going to be I mean, transformational. If, for, I mean, discovery <clears throat> of it is the probably f- eclipse it. Oh yeah, I, I think you're probably talking the the um, the scientific breakthrough of the of the, of the century. I think if it's true and if it can be, here's the big thing. First of all, provable. Uh, it's been really interesting to watch some of the stories because different teams have tried to prove it. And apparently two different teams proved two different parts of the thing. You know that, yeah, we could make yeah. it. One of them, one of it was the room temperature thing. And then the other one was the temperature that they could make it at. I, I, it was very interesting that teams were actually proving different pieces, like the inconsistency right. across that. So really, really interesting. And I mean, to me, the superconductor stuff is cool because if we can actually, if we have a conductor that, you know, basically does not eject heat, I mean, you're talking about computers that can go unbelievable. I mean, you can't even fathom how fast and powerful a computer I mean, that's the limit. built on superconductors. We got to, we got to the five, the gig, not, not, not gigawatt. We got to five gigahertz processors 20 years ago. We could have done it, but the thermals were all the out thermals. of whack. We couldn't figure yeah. out how to scale it. Uh, if you, if you remove that require, I mean, now, now room temperature superconductor doesn't mean that the material doesn't emit heat. Uh, it just means that it displays superconductive properties at room temperature, which is kind of the same thing, right? Because superconductor yeah, the the thing that makes a superconductor superconductor is that is that the the electrons have negligible resistance as they vibrate. And yeah, so, the resistance uh, is what causes kind of, the heat. So yeah, yeah, kind of six one and a half dozen. It's a technicality. Yeah, yeah uh, but yeah, that's that right. would be 
that would be an enormous uh, that would be an enormous leapfrog in in and and other things that we we haven't thought possible uh, uh, electromagnets that are stronger than you can possibly imagine. Uh, this would this would instantly change MRI technology and medical imaging. I mean, mm. there's so the applications. Literally, we could sit here for the balance of the hour. And I want my flying car. That's really all I'm getting at. Is I want my flying car, and <laughs> I have seen I have seen those sub zero superconductor. Uh, hockey puck things that they put over top of the magnets and then they they mm-hmm. spin them around and they they reposition them and they don't move and then they sp- like that's yeah. not, give me my maglev car damn it that's that's what i want <laughs> there was a documentary that had and this was back in the there 40s mind you there was a documentary where howard stark had a car that was levitating for a few minutes now he had a issue with one of the wheels broke but still uh <laughs> this is possible all of this is possible yeah. Yeah. So yeah, lots of really yeah. cool stuff. If, if we can find a yeah. superconductor that works one at ambient temperature and two, um, we can produce enough of it, which is really the other question here right now. We're just trying to prove that even the thing that they made is, is in fact possible, but then the bigger validate apparent- the idea, then how do you scale production? Exactly. Right? That, that seems to be the big question. Cause apparently from the original paper, which I have not read, uh, you, the yield in, uh, they call it uh, shake and baking. Uh, is, mm-hmm. is is how they describe the process of making it. It has a pretty minimal yield. Okay, well, you're, but the, so you've but got that, a lot of cruft. Can you reuse me, that cruft? You know? I think everybody's talking about that because we don't have anything to talk about until we prove that the stuff prove exists. It, yeah, I think that's true, I, if too. You want it, but if production's I, a big if part. If I say, yeah, but, but, but just bear with me for a moment there. If I tell industry there are billions, maybe trillions of dollars to be made producing this thing only thing is we can only do it slowly in small quantities you think you think that you think industry is not going to solve that problem oh, sure of course like of course. within a generation that will be in the rearview mirror yeah it's never that is always like smaller and faster always smaller and faster i get that but that is a it increases the size of that initial uh ramping curve to you know, sure. full, full, not know, to insurmountable though. Yeah. Not insurmountable, it's meaningful, but not insurmountable. Right. But I, like I said, I want, it's a the four car. minute mile though. <laughs> it's the four minute mile though, because there may be, it's, let's say, let's say LK 99 is, is a valid, right? Let's say, let's the, say it's the, valid. The root okay. So let's say, let's say we can actually create this stuff and it works as it says on the tin. Um, I, that could honestly, the bigger, the bigger insight there is the four minute mile, uh, dynamic where, okay, now somebody did it a bunch of other people are going to figure out other ways of doing it, right? And one of those will uh, be able to be scaled from a production standpoint, right? So I think the insight you gain from studying it once it exists makes, uh, just changes the game. So so it's not necessarily that that even changes the world. It's the discovery that breeds other, other discoveries yeah, yeah, of yeah. like that we can operate. Yeah, once somebody, I, I see what you're talking, okay, so I, I wasn't sure where you were going with the four minute mile thing, but yeah, yeah. once somebody does it, proves that it's possible, now others can replicate that and build upon it. And now all of a sudden, lots of people yeah. are doing four minute miles. And- or, or how, I mean, how many, how many venture firms would not invest in a super room temperature super because nobody's ever done it before. We, we don't think the risk, the reward isn't there. Right. All of a sudden now somebody's got one, the money will come to, to find the second one and to find the third one. And so, yeah, I think that, I think that would, 
you're right. It's a it's a it's a piece of it, but that one's much more tractable once you prove the underlying oh, 100%, hypothesis. Yeah. But like I said, I want that curve. I want that curve low. I want my flying car. <laughs> yeah, I want my Maglev you know, car. Not my grandkids. Whether your kids me. get it, right? You want it for I you want exactly. It. I want the flying car, exactly. not my grandkids. No, what that's did, reasonable. What did, they ever, what did they ever do for me? Nothing, because they don't exist. They, they broke your games. That's what they, they did. Do I don't like, care yeah, about them. <laughs> they wake you up in the middle of the night with their tears and their poo, and it's awful. I don't. It's <laughs> exhausting. Their, their, com, their complaints and ridiculous observations and their fears, and it's just. Yeah. I we have the we, our our youngest. He got up in the middle of the night recently right the last week or so he's been getting up in the middle of the night and it's like that two or three a.m wake up that your eyes are just and you yeah, it just wrecks your whole day that because you're often because like you have a baby and you just get used to being sleep deprived you never sleep at all and so it just becomes normal but then right. once the kids grow up and you actually start sleeping through the night again now when they get up in the middle of the night it mm-hmm. feels much worse like the next it feels so much worse because you got used to being comfortable again uh, so it's, then the kid's up a few nights in a row. Then one night the dog is up, which he's, he's been, tra- he's usually pretty good. Um, and so I was sitting, we were just on the couch last night and I told my wife like, oh man, I'm just, I'm so beat, man. Like I've been getting up the last couple of nights with the kid. Like it's, and she's like, last couple of nights. I'm like, okay, last eight years. I get it. <laughs> just, <laughs> it's always something but yes once you get when you get i mean mine are a little older than yours so i don't have i generally do not have the the wake ups in yeah. the middle of the nights but occasionally i don't know yours are what like 10 and 6 10 and 6 and occasionally yeah. some bit will flip temporarily and they'll get up in the middle of the night several nights in a row for roughly the same reason and yeah. then we have to like squash that behavior Mm-hmm. that and now that we don't do all of that late night stuff anymore when you do i'm done with this we're not doing this anymore i did this for you for years you're done mm-hmm. get your butt back in bed and go to sleep yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm the i'm the i'm the sleep trainer of the house like i've i've been instrumental to sleep train all of the kids a because they want mommy and i'm not mommy sure b Mommy kind of cares if you're sad. Dad just wants flipping quiet. And so like there is a no nonsense approach. So true. Oh my gosh. It is. And and my wife was a nurse. And so shifts and like, it was often that I was home at night, putting the kids doing bath time, book time, bedtime, right? That whole routine. And so it's just kind of become part of our dynamic in the household that like, I'm mostly involved with the bedtimes. Um, It's funny. So so same here. I ended up doing a lot of that too. Yeah. yeah. And so, and so the joke is like, yeah, you're just so good at getting the kids asleep. If I go in there, they're just, I'm going to leave. They're going to cry more. Like you go in and you know, whatever. She's like, oh man, you're just so boring. You put them right to sleep. <laughs> That's, this is my, I've discovered this is my superpower. Yeah. Uh, it's just being literally putting people to sleep, which is great. You know, it's good. It's good to have a skill. Uh, I think I think too few people in this day and age <laughs> have the, real skill. Yeah. Like you've, you've really got to. We went. Focus on your. We skills. went and saw. Uh, we went and saw uh, Barbie. Uh, and you did. My my wife wanted to see Barbie. We went and saw Barbie. Um, you didn't take the kids, and did this, you? No, no, they yeah. stayed home. We're not. I'm not taking I mean, that was the theater. The, the marketing on that was a complete bait and switch. That thing is a. <laughs> ex, it is yeah, not a kid's self reflection of the you know modern capitalist yeah. system. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it or hate it, they, it was not a kid movie. <laughs> I, as not my kind of movie. I think they did a good job though. 
for what yeah. it's worth. I, it's not my my brand of vodka, but I think they did it well. They did a decent job. Um, but uh, there's this whole thing about there. This there's it's just laden. I you know there are probably jokes within jokes that just fly over my head. But the one thing that everybody kind of knows is like there's Barbie and then there's Ken, right? And Ken's off to the side and he's like an accessory for Barbie. He doesn't do, yeah, he's just, he's just there with Barbie, right? Right. Um, and so the joke at the beginning of the movie is like they introduce Ken and that, and they say something about like, what is, what's his job or what does he do? And he's like, oh, beach. <laughs> And she's like, what, like, like, like a lifeguard? No, 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 no. I'm not qualified to lifeguard. I just beach. Because <laughs> like, like Barbie's got all of these jobs, and Ken is just beach. And so now it's become like a meme for women talking about what their Ken's jobs are. And so my my job is computer. <laughs> like, like <there's, laughs> it's it's really funny. Um, I really want to go see Oppenheimer. Uh, so I don't know. That might be like a that might be like a Tuesday afternoon theater all to myself kind of a thing. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that's go a, to the IMAX. I've heard that's good for IMAX. So yeah, maybe take a drink with you. <laughs> Sneak in a flask. <laughs> I hear it's. Heavy. I have I have an emergency flask. As I understand it, that subject matter is kind of heavy. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> just a little a bit. bit. It's just a little heavy. Somebody, somebody was like, nah, everybody's going to see, because Barbenheimer then Bar became yes, a thing, yes, right? Yes, the Barbenheimer and, meme, and I, yes. I saw some, some, you know, very clever girl commenters on it, like, no, 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 I'm not going to do Barbie first. I want to get really pumped up for this. I really want to get, get, really get jazzed for it. So I'm going to pregame Oppenheimer with Pearl Harbor so I can get good and pissed off first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, bruh. <laughs> That's actually that's a clever idea. I can I can get behind that. I mean, Pearl, you do Pearl Harbor, and then skip all the scenes that deal with the weird love triangle nonsense, and just pretend uh, that Pearl didn't Harbor's happen. like it's really not a great movie. No, but it's, it's like not. The, it's not. It's it like could the have most. Been. It's it's the. It's got it's the most recent and it's the intersection of most recent and highest production value that we have on the topic. That's that's what gives it special status. Yeah. As soon as somebody else comes along and does it right, it'll continue to be like, yeah, I, I'll watch it. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's really not great historic. Like, it's not really that good of them. And, and just. It's too, yeah. Anyway, it's got it's got enough historical it's got a lot of problems, it, and it's then, got Ben Affleck, so that's like right ben, off the bat. Is it is it Ben Affleck and Matt Damon? Was that a Ben Affleck Matt Damon team? Matt, Matt Damon is was not it? in that one. I don't I don't think who's Matt Damon's the, in that. One. Who's the guy Pearl Harbor movie cast? It's Lots got one of, of the Baldwin's today. in it. It's got a Baldwin. Josh in it. Hartnett. That's who it was. Oh had, oh yeah. The, the 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 two who were in the love oh, triangle. Oh the, the companion. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. Affleck no, that's not Matt Damon. Is, yeah, it's not. Does Matt anybody? Matt by the way, it's 2023. Does anybody even get Matt Damon anymore? Is <laughs> yeah. that it? Like, are we really dating ourselves there? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the same people. Should who, I like? Should the same we, people you give who me get like that, a get off my lawn. The same people who get that would get this one. Oh, derka derka derka. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and if that's an inside joke for you, then fine. You know, welcome to great. the uh, welcome to the club. And if Superman. <laughs> <laughs> And if not, then screw you. You're an idiot kid. That's you don't right. know what you're and, you don't, and you don't know good, you know, good humor if it crapped on your pants. <laughs> you're a dumb dumb. <laughs> uh, all right. So you at the beginning, uh, before we got started, you at least alluded to a strange pick. A weird a pick. 
I do. You might have I do. Something. I have. We've got I about do have 10 minutes augment. left if you want to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, strange augment. I don't think it's going to take that long. I do have okay. an augment, though. Uh, I have started using, this is weird, but I, I have started using bar shampoo, and I'm I'm absolutely loving it. What? Um, it's a the hell okay, is so you bar get, shampoo? Let me record yeah, scratch. Yeah. Okay. Wait, hold on. I, I got a record scratch. Oh, you got one. Okay. All right, back up. You can buy shampoo in bar form, just like soap. Now, why weird. would anybody, why would this even, it is weird, right? Why? It, is, it seems really weird. Why? So, so why? 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 <laughs> why? Travel. Uh, I don't like using different shampoo when I travel, and I don't like carrying liquids and dealing with the thing, even if it's in the con- approved whatever. It's just, I don't. Uh, and I like having my own stuff when I travel and I travel for work. Um, and so my wife was like, oh, hey, you should try. They have this stuff. It's bar shampoo. And I looked at her like you just looked at me. Um, mm-hmm. And then I tried it and I, it took me one or two to find one that I liked. Uh, but now I'm hooked. So first of all, the biggest thing, no matter where I go, I have my same shampoo. So it's like I True. look and smell and feel the way I always do. That matters to me because I'm weird. Yeah. Um, second yeah. thing, it actually winds up being a lot cheaper. Um, so it turns out that like soaps and shampoos, even if you look at um, uh, detergents like laundry detergent or dishwasher detergent, if you look at like cycle per dollar, um, the dry, the powder, the bar is always going to be cheaper, is usually always going to be cheaper than the liquid because it costs a lot to carry around all that water. And mm-hmm. so you're paying for all of this additional packaging and all of the volume of basically water that's got to be added when you can just have the condensed form without the, the anhydrous, not anhydrous technically, but you don't understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it winds you up with your actually big words. being- like I'm not oh <laughs> so oh, fancy. Oh, oh. I, can fancy. I can I I do a little little uh, Neil deGrasse like <laughs> arm oh, like oh, hand waving. We got us a badass over uh-huh. here. Like a badass over here. Um, so anyway, the che- like I'm not trying to save three pennies on my shampoo bill, um, but it is nice that it's cheaper. Um, it's it's less packaged. It just comes in a little cardboard box, right? It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. Lasts a long time. Like a bar of that shampoo will last me way longer than any bottle I've ever used, and then <laughs> I can travel with it. As soon as I started taking it for travel, I immediately, as soon as I was done with my last bottle, I ditched it. That's just what I use full time now. Um, mm. That's great. I use one. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll be okay to name drop. Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, I'm just trying to find the website. It's <laughs> It's funny. It's Grown Ass Man Company. Uh, GrownAssMan.co. Right. Um, <laughs> Already uh, uh, sounds legit. It, yeah, it sounds it sounds like it's one of these uh, like new hipster startup yes, you know yeah, brands, I, right? Yes. Like you 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 know where it's going with that. Um, I've actually but, seen advertisements for this. I've recognized their logo. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I remember yeah, seeing. I, I, now that I've seen it, I remember seeing it and going shampoo bar. What? It seems, re- dude. It seems really stupid, but it does it's seem actually really stupid. <laughs> it, and so you just, you lather it, like you lather it in your hands. At first I was just rubbing it on my skull dome. Um, that actually wastes a ton of it. Don't do that. Just lather it in your hands and then work it into your hair. Um, at last forever. It's, it's a good, this is my pick. Uh, I think it's, it's, especially if you, if you're somebody who there's kind of two angles, I see people coming at this from one is travel where they want their own thing. They don't want to have to deal with liquids at the airport or whatever. That's a thing. Um, and then the other angle people come at stuff like this is from the environmental thing. Like, oh, now it's just the soap in a cardboard box rather than like a plastic container with all of the things. Yeah, with it. So yeah. like you can come at it from different it. angles, but this is, this is my, this is my augment. 
All right. There's a, there's a, <laughs> I don't think we've, uh, we have not done health and beauty products before. So this is a new one for uh, us. We're a new category for a the new category podcast <laughs> sponsored by <laughs> grown ass man co. <laughs> Super augmented, silent and dead. I just might end up enjoying this. Uh, <laughs> if only I use a, um, you talk about the, the, the airport thing. I bought a set of refillable, uh, shampoo bottles. Yep. I bought three mm-hmm. of them. I have one has shampoo. The other one has body wash. And then the other one actually has hand soap because oh, okay. every hotel yeah. I go to has yes. those bars and those bars it's just suck. awful. Why? Mm-hmm. It, it, here's the thing I don't understand. Oh, well, actually, you may have just explained it with the whole water and the cost thing. I never understood why hotels insist on giving you those stupid little hand soap bars in the in the rooms because you have to replace that. If it's open, it, you throw it out. You got to replace it. Wouldn't it be cheaper and faster and easier and more economical just to have the soap dispenser built into the, you know, to the, yeah, to the bathroom wall sink and just, area, and just like you refill it if it needs refill. I that that never just made like sense a just like me. a public bathroom, just have it on the wall. So I, yeah, I don't um, understand why that never why that didn't happen. They always get those stupid little but. So I have I have just hand soap that I take in the tiny little ones that are uh, yeah. airport airport yep. approved. Yeah, but I started I started doing that. I have little containers for the one for the soap, one for the shampoo, and I I just use the same soap everywhere, so that that problem goes away. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. All right, uh, now you kind of got me thinking. Like, what have I gotten lately that's weird that I could do a pick? For? That's what I, I want this to be an exhibition of our weirdest things. Like, yeah, what's that's my that's like my I'm goal. Lo- I'm looking around my desk trying to see if I if I've grabbed anything. Uh, eclectic lately. Now he's and trying to match me, folks. This I can't, I mean, I'm live not gonna, on I air. Can't he's match. trying to be as weird as me right I now. Definitely. It's, it's just doomed to failure, frankly. <laughs> Chris Lee, it's doomed to failure. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely can't match the 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 grown ass man shampoo bar. That's that's definitely not a thing that I'm going to be able to uh, <laughs> to do here. And that's 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 definitely not going to happen. Well, Have I win. Then I win Friday. That's good to know. All right, fine. We'll just we'll 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 give you that one. You, uh, <laughs> did you did you do the jingle already? I did. Uh, for I feel the like you did. Augment. Yeah, yeah. you were laughing over it. I feel like. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, you laughed right over well, it. I don't care about your jingles. Yeah, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, all right. Uh, I lost my recording. Where are we at here? Uh, well, we'll wrap it up here. Let's just, I'm going to, I'm going to loop us out. We've uh, only got a few minutes left and I don't feel like starting a new topic at this point. So <laughs> it's, it's Friday. We're lazy. We didn't even have a sidebar. It sounds like we're drunk. We didn't even have a sidebar we, today. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like we're drunk because we well, didn't have a sidebar. Maybe that's it. Like we that's, didn't, we, it's it's like, drugs you're taking or drugs you need to be taking, but do something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you want to tell us about your dietary reg- regimen, your health and beauty products, or the drinks you are or are not consuming, please or write how in. your kids broke your switch. Yes, or how you're growing the factory. Any number of things. Just come. Just talk to us. We're we're lonely men. We we have kids. We have no lives. Please talk to us. This is the Refactored Podcast. You can do that at refactored.work. You can find uh, back episodes, archives, show notes, recommendations, picks, all there. Um, you can email us feedback at refactored.work. Uh, send us a voice recording or an email. We will read or play that on the show. Uh, you can find more of Frank at. <clears throat> pardon me. 
You can find more of Frank at Hot Coals online, and you can find more of myself at chris.tonkinson.com. And having butchered this outro, I can say confidently now that it is episode number 110 for August 4th, 2023. Thanks, Frank. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch you later. <laughs>